Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. It's time to turn on the Shark Spotlight. Aiden Hill joined the San Jose Sharks from the Arizona Coyotes organization where he got his skates wet as a National Hockey League goaltender. But it all began on Vancouver Island where he was born in Comox, British Columbia. As he mentioned in our conversation, it wasn't too long before his family moved to Calgary. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. My uh, mom moved to Calgary when I was about four years old. So, yeah, pretty young. When did you start to playing the game? I started playing on a team at four years old, uh... Sorry, my mom tells me I was skating at two, so skating pretty much as soon as I could. But yeah, I know I started playing on a team when I was four, and then uh, I switched to become a goalie at around eight years old. How did that uh, momentous occasion occur? Um, actually, it was kind of interesting. Uh, we were in a tournament, and they had a rule in the tournament that you can only score three goals in the game. So I had scored three goals in the first period, and they had an intermission. So then I actually switched to goalie because nobody really wanted to be goalie on our team. Everyone wanted to score, right? So I switched to goalie for the second period, and then I was pretty good at it and kind of did that for that tournament. And, yeah, I fell in love with it. Um, That had to be an interesting moment given the fact that, that, you know, everybody wants to score goals. Uh, Trying to stop the puck is a, a different mindset, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. So for about a year there, I kind of teeter-tottered back and forth between being a player and a goalie, and then I finally decided to be a full-time goalie at nine. Who were your favorite teams and players growing up? Uh, my favorite team growing up, because I was brainwashed by my uncles on the island before I even came to Calgary, was the Canucks. So my favorite uh, player at the time when I was younger was Marcus Nasland, and I was a huge Luongo fan, actually, when he was in Florida, and then he got traded to the Canucks. So I was the, probably the happiest kid in the world when he got traded to the Canucks because he's my favorite goalie playing for Florida. Well, he was one of the greats. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I, you know, you just can't avoid by looking at your stature, uh, how tall you are. You're basically six foot six. Were you always the biggest kid in your class? No, never. I, uh, I actually grew up pretty small. I had big feet, but... Uh, when I was uh, 15, I think I was still at like 5'5". Five, five. So I, or sorry, 14, not 15. So when I, my Bantam draft year, I was about 5'5". Five, five. So then I grew about a foot over the next two years. So I had a late growth spurt in Bantam. I was kind of told I was too small to be a goalie. How did that affect uh, just your coordination? And, you know, during that year, was it difficult? Uh, no, I actually felt like I stayed pretty good with it. I think it's just because I played so many sports and I was so active that it helped. I never really felt awkward or anything. So yeah, no, I think uh, just staying active and playing different sports every day kind of helped me. I've talked to a lot of different people and there's a a real campaign now to encourage young hockey players to play other sports, to 
maybe learn some of the mechanics, uh, change your, uh, you know, your muscle reactions and so forth. But uh, what's your thought on that? And how much did that help? And what other sports did you play? Yeah, from a young age, right at like four or five, I started playing soccer for a couple of years. And then I just always kind of played one other sport at the same time as, uh, as hockey. So then soccer kind of graduated to lacrosse. And then lacrosse became baseball and I played a little basketball for my school team. So I kind of played a bit of everything. I played, I did track and field. I ran a lot of cross country when I was younger. So I played basically every major sport except football because my dad wouldn't let me. I I begged him to a couple of times, but he was uh, more worried about my injuries if I did play football, right? Makes sense to me, but I think it's incredible. And what what a a big number of different sports that you played. Which did you like the best uh, aside from hockey? I honestly, I really like lacrosse and I love basketball and baseball too. It's hard for me to pick one. Soccer would probably be at the bottom of that list, but I, I love watching soccer now. So fair there, but yeah, no, I, I just loved them all. I, I really like playing basketball. I still play basketball all the time for fun. Uh, my parents have a hoop at their house and I'll go out there and shoot around in the summers and yeah. Well, at six foot six, you could probably hang out with a couple of the Golden State Warriors and at least go and practice with those guys. Yeah, they might embarrass me a bit out there, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your big influences in goal? I know you mentioned Luongo is one of your favorite players, but uh, but as you started to get acclimated to the sport and realize that you were a pretty good player, uh, who were the people that influenced you the most? Uh, yeah, so when I was younger, actually, a boy named uh, Barry Brust played for the Calgary Hitmen. And I got to play, uh, one of my dad's friends worked security for the team. So I actually got to go to a couple uh, dinners at Boston Pizza here in Calgary while he's playing for the Hitman with him. And he was a great role model and kind of pushed me. That's the reason why I actually wear the number 33, because that's what he wore back in the day. And then, yeah, Luongo was the goalie I looked up to the most, just watching him play, watching him play Team Canada, everything. And then... I also loved Marc-Andre Fleury when he kind of broke into the league. Loved watching him because at the time I was kind of a smaller athletic goalie. So, yeah, I'd watch his play and see how fast he moved across the crease and that, and I looked up to that. And then as I started to get a little older and kind of understand my game style a bit, I actually watched a lot of Pekka Rene. Just how active he is with his glove, how he's big, aggressive, but still quick and still has that athletic side to his game. Did you ever take any time to watch some of the old-time goaltenders like Johnny Bauer or Eddie Jockerman or Jacques Plante or anybody, you know, any of those guys that were actually stopping pucks with their face with no mask back in the day? And can you relate to what those guys went through? Yeah, I, I watched it, and uh, I don't know how they did it. They're, they're a different kind of breed for sure. People say goalies now are crazy, but I'm sure back then you had to have something loose to be doing that. Just, yeah, those masks back then, and when they had no masks, just insane what they would do. But, uh yeah, I definitely didn't look up to them for the style they play. The style was a little different back then. <laughs> How much do you think it really has changed, even since you started playing? Oh, uh, crazy. Like, I, I think I was kind of lucky where when I started, the butterfly was kind of was dominant. If, I would, uh, if you go back another five years from when I started playing, then half the guys weren't even doing the butterfly yet, right? So the game has changed a lot, and it seems like every couple of years there's a new technique brought into goaltending that you see, like Carey Price or somebody doing, and then, yeah, the goalie rule just kind of seems to follow it. 
when you went to the Alberta Junior League, you played for the Calgary Canucks. And I know in that league, there are a lot of guys that uh, they go on to Division I college hockey in the United States. And others go, as you did, to the Western Hockey League or one of the major junior leagues. Um, when you were at that age, mid-14, 15, 16, when you have to make that decision, um, how much consideration did you give to perhaps going to college hockey or was it WHL all the way? Uh, for me, I always dreamed of playing in the WHL. Just growing up, I had season tickets for the Hitmen in Calgary here. So I go to games all the time, always watching the Memorial Cup. So my dream was always to play in the WHL. And I, uh, I went undrafted to the league. So then when I went to Portland's camp, they kind of offered to sign me. And yeah, I was ecstatic. And I didn't really have at the time any college offers or too much college interest because I was still pretty young. So then it kind of made my decision at the time easy. Maybe if I would have stayed and not signed right away, I would have had a little more time and maybe gotten some offers. But at the time, I had no real interest from uh, any colleges. So I was like, WHL it is. Just out of curiosity, since you were following the Hitmen, you had season tickets. I suppose you probably saw Martin Jones play quite a bit for the Hitmen, did you? Yeah, yeah, I saw him play a lot. Interesting that uh, that you're following in his footsteps, so to speak. What, what does it mean to you to... Uh, uh, to be in a position that he was in uh, when his first year, he helped the Sharks get to the Stanley Cup final as a starting goaltender. And you, after a couple of years now in the NHL, um, you seem to be ready to make that next step forward for more responsibility. What does that mean to you for that opportunity? It's kind of cool, kind of the same, how the career pass kind of can cross like that. And uh, yeah, no, I thought Martin Jones, even when he was with the Hitman, was a, is a great goalie. So uh yeah, no, it uh, means a lot. I'm excited for the opportunity ahead. And, uh, yeah, I get there with uh, Reimer and battle it out and have some fun with it. You said that you had uh, an opportunity to go to the WHL in Portland. Uh, you, you were growing up in Calgary. How did, how did you get hooked in with the Portland Winterhawks? Uh, yeah, so I went undrafted in the WHL draft, and I got an invite from quite a few teams to kind of go to camp. And I actually knew a goalie coach there, Tyler Love, of at the time who uh worked out of calgary in the summers and yeah so i had that connection there and it was kind of deciding between portland or lethbridge and then i went to portland's camp and yeah i just had a good camp and then they offered to sign me so and portland is a pretty recognizable organization the whl run by mike johnson there so there's a lot of hype a team always seems to perform pretty well and it's a like great organization just class act you played four games. I think it was your first year there. You played a lot with the, in Calgary with the Canucks that, that season. But uh, uh, that team went to the, the finals, as I remember, went to game seven, in fact, against Kelowna in the Western Hockey League playoffs. Were you around for any of that? Did you get to soak any of that in? And was that helpful for your development? Uh, yeah, I was around. So I played that first half. I actually thought I was going to make uh... – Portland that year when I was a 17 year old. So I thought I was going to be on the team, but I turned out in training camp, fell a little short. So I got cut. So went to the Calgary Canucks and it was good for my development there. I saw a lot of action and got to play a lot of games. And then, yeah, I got called up around start of January, I believe it was just after Christmas. And then I played four games there, but I was actually with the team the rest of the year. So yeah, that was good for my experience, kind of being the third goalie in a way. I was kind of, I was working a lot in practice, doing extra stuff. And then the next year came in ready to split the job with uh, Brendan Burke. And you went a couple of rounds in the playoffs the next year. So you got some postseason experience. And then you got to the American Hockey League. You went to Springfield, first of all. And that gets to another interesting point about 
the average hockey player's career. You went from Calgary to Portland, so you're, you're, you're with the Billet family there, uh, a long way away from, from where you grew up. And then you go across the country to Springfield to start as a pro. Uh, I know you were in Rapid City a little bit, but essentially uh, another gigantic change. What's, what's that like for a young person? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was exciting. So uh, I went to Springfield. We lost in the first round uh, my last year junior. So Springfield had, it might have been eight games left in their season. So uh, I signed with the Coyotes and they sent me off to Springfield and they were like, let's get you in a couple games here. So get some pro experience because they were out of the playoffs. And yeah, no, it was, it was exciting for me to go to Springfield, stay at a hotel, living all alone, a little change from having a billet. But yeah, it was cool to, it was cool for me to see before the next season when I would go pro to kind of see the pro lifestyle, the locker room, the workouts, all that. So. What's the biggest difference when you go into a locker room and they aren't uh, teenagers and kids anymore? They're pretty much all men, and they're some of them are a little bit older. In fact, what's it like for a young goaltender or any player to to go through that and see it? Yeah, I know it's a definitely a big change. You go from sixteen to twenty year olds who are living with billet families to now you got a thirty year old two teammate with three kids that's going home to his wife. So uh, it's a big change for sure, and uh, I mean. The maturity level in the room and all that is a lot different and yeah I mean it's awesome you kind of see the old things like guys diet the way they treat their bodies the way they stretch and prepare so you kind of learn to grow up quick and obviously that moved on to Tucson where you've played a lot of your pro career before uh, getting to the NHL with Arizona by the way what was it like to be uh, to actually be drafted because you mentioned you weren't drafted in the WHL so it had to be a big thrill for you were you actually present at the draft when you were drafted and did you get a chance to meet people that day yeah yeah um, at the time uh, yeah me and my family went to Fort Lauderdale cuz the draft was in Florida so yeah we stayed in Fort Lauderdale for a week and uh, I'd never been anywhere that warm or humid. So I was uh, kind of dying. My parents actually had a hotel that was about a mile down the road from mine. So I was staying in a different hotel and I was like, oh, I'll just go for a jog, come to your hotel and then go up for lunch. Well, I was halfway there and my shirt was drenched. And I'm like, hey, can you guys drop me back so I can change? <laughs> so I made that mistake in the humidity. But uh, yeah, no, it was a great experience having your name called uh, on the floor and going down there, putting on the jersey, all the photo shoots and everything. It was uh, it was for sure exciting. You know, it's kind of interesting you mentioned that because, of course, San Jose is a, a warmer weather place, and Arizona certainly is, but it's very, very different than, than that experience in Florida. What, what about the fact that, that you go from a hockey hotbed like Calgary where you have normal winters, although not quite as cold as Edmonton, and then getting to uh, places like that to play the game, what, what's the impression that, that you have of, of your relationship with the game and how you feel about it when you're in that atmosphere? Uh, yeah, it's nice. I mean, San Jose's got great weather too. So uh, I've been kind of fortunate on the weather side of things to be in Arizona and then San Jose. But uh, I mean, it's hard to be upset when you're leaving the rink and it's 100 degrees out, beautiful weather, sun shining. It's nice to go to practice in shorts and flip-flops. Better than uh, beating the winter coat. How much has happened in your life in the last four years? Uh, yeah, no, it's been uh, kind of crazy. Uh, the difference from each year, it's been a lot of up and down between the AHL and NHL. And then this last year and a half or so has been wild with COVID and everything, going to the NHL bubble and all that i went almost a full year uh last year without playing a game from when we kind of had our covid shutdown until uh i ended up playing last year for the coyotes again so it's quite a long time without a game but 
it's been a fun ride. I mean, I've enjoyed all the ups and downs and uh, made some great friends along the way. A lot of good connections in Arizona. And yeah, no, I'm excited to get it going. I had no clue that that was actually the fourth year anniversary of that Dallas game. But I still remember that game like it was yesterday. It was so exciting. I can tell you this. Whenever you played against the San Jose Sharks, you seem to be one of the best players on the ice. So coming to San Jose, I suppose the one negative is that you can't play against them anymore because you had good luck against them. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully uh, if I had some good luck in the SAP Center, that stays around. <laughs> You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. We continue our discussion with goaltender Aiden Hill. Between the time that you were a Coyote and then became a Shark, you had a chance to play for Team Canada in the World Championships, and one of your teammates there was Sharks defenseman Mario Ferraro. Was that a good opportunity to meet somebody on the Shark squad? For sure. I didn't know at the time that he was going to be my future teammate, but uh, yeah, Mario's a great guy, awesome. So uh, we played a lot of cards together and ate a lot of meals together, kind of hanging around because we were in a bubble there, so... That whole uh, team, we got pretty close pretty quick because we couldn't really escape each other. So, uh, no, it was a fun tournament. It was an awesome experience. And obviously winning gold, I'm not complaining. It was great. Obviously, that's the expectation for anybody that represents their country. What did it mean to you to represent Canada? Uh, it meant a lot. I mean, I uh, my last year in Portland, I was uh, cut from the World Junior Team. I played in the Super Series against Russia for Team WHL. And then, yeah, I got... I made it to kind of the last round of cuts and didn't make the squads. So, I mean, growing up as a Canadian player, every tournament, every World Junior, every Olympics, every World Championship, you're watching Team Canada, looking up to the guys on the team that are representing the country. So it was a pretty surreal experience when uh, I found out I was going there, and especially the first time putting on that jersey. Seeing my name on the back of it was pretty cool. In your mind, what makes a great goaltender? I think just consistency, it's having that battle, that edge, never giving up. And yeah, just consistently giving your team a chance to win games. You can't, you've got to steal games here and there, but it's just having that consistency. You've got to be reliable. Your team has to be able to depend on you. How much do you depend on, on just routine and practice to get that consistency? Yeah, I'm a big believer in practice like you play. For sure, but I'm, uh, I definitely wouldn't call myself uh, the superstitious type. I'm not... Uh, too quirky or anything before games. I like to keep it pretty relaxed and yeah, I like to have fun with my teammates, play a little soccer before the game, make sure I'm warmed up and do what I got to do to prepare. But at the same time, try and keep a light mood and a light, light attitude. Cause at the end of the day, like in my mind, we are playing a game and I'm having fun. It's often said that one of the things that a goaltender has to do is, is to not only remember that is understand the tendencies of other shooters and, and, and remember what that's all about, but also to forget when you let the puck inevitably get past you uh, how do you manage that emotionally during the course of a season it can be difficult especially if you know the goals uh the onus on the goal is on you so i mean i've been playing goalie a long time now so i feel like i've gotten decent at it not forgetting and just moving on it's worrying about that next shot keeping it in the past because yeah you're going to give up goals you're going to make mistakes it's going to happen but it's just trying to limit those and making sure one mistake doesn't lead to another one how important is that first save of a game or a period or the first save after letting up a goal like that? Yeah, no, it's important. It just gets you that feel for the puck, gets you back into it. And yeah, I like, I mean, the team might not play by the strategy, but my favorite thing is getting a shot on net on the first play of the game. Like 
right off the opening face off facing a shot, get the end to the game, get you feeling good. Right. So even if it's not even just a shot, even if it's getting out of the net, passing the puck to a teammate or setting it up for your D man, it's just getting involved in the game right away. And yeah, feeling in it. Uh, what, what do you think about working with Yevgeny Nabokov at the, at the NHL level here as a goaltending coach? Uh, yeah, I've had a couple conversations with him. He seems like a great guy and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm, uh, hoping to get to work with him as much as we can, obviously every day, but, uh, yeah, we used to watch him growing up. So uh, he was a great goaltender and, yeah, seems like a great guy and I'm excited to work with him. Yeah, you're going to really enjoy it. He's not only a great guy, but I think he's a good teacher and he works with uh, individual personalities too, That uh, it, meaning that he doesn't try to tell you how to play. He tries to adapt for who you are. Um, so I think that you're going to really enjoy that. Uh, what's, what's your impression in general of just the San Jose Sharks? Yeah, no, I think uh, I'm excited to join the organization and everything's gone very smoothly they've helped me through the transition whether it's media equipment everything they've been as good as you can be so uh it's been a very smooth process and we have a great chance to make the playoffs and then hopefully make a run from there so i'm excited to get things going they have a lot of talent on the team a few star players so yeah and they seem to have some uh, young guys in the pipeline too and then two of my former teammates actually just got traded there this summer too so that's kind of exciting which two players in particular Merkley and Lane Peterson. Lane played against the Sharks last season as a member of the Coyotes, as you did. You think he's going to help the Sharks organization a lot? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a great player, and he's a great guy off the ice. He likes to keep the mood light in the locker room. He's a few good dance moves up his sleeves, so he's he's a good guy. And then uh, Merkley, actually, he's from Calgary, too, so I've known Merkley since we were about eight years old. Wow, that's a, that's a long time. Obviously, you've got a lot of experiences you've shared together. By the way, speaking about experiences, uh, how shocking is it to get traded? Uh, yeah, it was pretty shocking. I uh, didn't really hear anything about it before I was told. So I was actually on the treadmill at my uh, gym, and I saw, I like checked my phone quick, and I saw I had a missed call from uh, Bill Armstrong, the Coyotes GM. So I was like, I knew the kind of trade freeze was in about an hour. So I was like, okay, better, I guess I better call him back quick. And yeah, he just like, yeah, I just want to inform you he got traded. And then it was nice of him to let me know before finding out from media or something else. And then within five minutes after getting off the phone with him, I was on the phone with Doug Wilson. He was welcoming me to the team, saying, oh, he's excited to have me. So yeah, it was, it was definitely shocking. Wasn't expecting it. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, the old story is, is that even though you're getting moved, uh, they're taking care of you and sending you to an organization where you're going to be successful and that team really wants you. So that's got to be the positive of it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. So I'm hoping, yeah, obviously start the season off strong and take it from there and see what we can do this season. Tell us a little bit about your family. You mentioned your mom and your dad. You said that, you you know, you moved to uh, to Calgary at a really young age. But do you have brothers and sisters? Are you a single guy? Are you married? What's the story with your life? Uh, yeah, no, I have a brother and sister here in Calgary. My brother is 13 years old. So he's uh, going into his first year of uh, U15. And then I have an 18-year-old sister. And uh, she just graduated high school. So... She's uh, looking around for jobs or maybe going to school right now. She's trying to figure that out. It's a tough age for sure. But uh, yeah, no, my family's great. Uh, my mom, dad, brother, sister. And then we have a little dog named uh, Phoenix that my parents uh, named or my sister, sorry, picked the name for because I was playing in Arizona at the time. And yeah, it's a cute little Yorkie. My sister made a little joke to my dad because I guess my dad told her 
for one time that uh, if I go to a new team, we'll get another dog named after a new city. So my sister's trying to come up with names right now and bugging my dad about getting another one. Wanted to ask you about that uh, really interesting looking goaltender mask that you unveiled that uh, really looks impressive. But give us an idea of what your theory of what a goaltender mask should look like and, and how that all came about. Yeah, no, I think a goalie's mask should just kind of be to who they are, like whatever you kind of want it to be. So I actually have two masks that I'm getting done this year. And the other one, I more designed this one. I let my brother and dad kind of take the reins and talk to my painter on. So my dad just kind of told me his theme is kind of going to be like a kind of Shark Week thing. So they put some cool details in it. On the sunken ship on one point, there's a little G on it, which is for my little brother. His name is Garrison. So he put his own little G on the one ship. And then there's 30 sharks on the mask for representing the 30-year anniversary of the team. And then, yeah, there's just some cool details on it. Like I, every mask I've had since I was in junior, I put the MM30 on for uh, Michael Maniego. He was a goalie coach I had when I was younger, who uh, actually died in a tragic car accident. So... Tell me a little bit about uh, your relationship with him and, and uh, a little bit more about that. Yeah, so he uh, was a WHL goalie and he was working in the summer. I was maybe 11 years old and he was working with me in the summer. I was doing private goalie lessons with him. And uh, yeah, I know he had, he was 20 at the time. So he was going to go back for his last year. At, I, think, I believe he was playing in Lethbridge at the time, played in Kamloops before that. And uh, he decided to stay home and uh, help out his family. And then, yeah, a couple months later, got died in a tragic car accident. Drunk driver uh, got him by surprise and, yeah, died on the spot. So it was pretty sad and, uh, yeah, hard. So I've just kind of had a tribute on to, like, I've had a tribute for him on every mask since, just having the MM30 on my back plate. I think that's that's really special. By the way, I, I understand, and I didn't really see it because I've only seen pictures on the internet, but that there's a... Uh, kind of a pay into the Seattle Kraken in there that, that, that somebody put in that there's like a, a, a yeah. beast on there that looks like the Kraken. Yeah. I think uh, my dad and brother, I didn't really know that I was going to be on there, but uh, my dad and brother kind of did a little play on that. So kind of funny, create a new little rivalry, a new team coming in, in our division. So yeah. What's your other mask design going to look like? Uh, I kind of want to keep it a little bit more secret, but it's definitely a lot different. So this one, uh, the one that is done here is, uh, more of a kind of teal base for probably the home jerseys that will wear at SAP. So the one I'm gonna, my painter's working on it now and it's going to be more of a white base. So it'll go better with like kind of the road jerseys to match the white jersey more. You're not very superstitious about much, are you? No, I'm not. I like to keep it pretty relaxed. I mean, if I wear one mask versus the other mask, it's not going to change the way I play. What does it mean to you uh, when, when you say, I'm a good teammate? What, what are the things that you like to do to be a good teammate to, for the guys in that locker room? Yeah, no, I don't think being a good teammate is that hard. It's just supporting your teammates. And as a goalie, I think it's trying hard in practice. So you guys get full effort out of you and enjoy trying to score on you, making it a challenge, competing with each other. Uh, and yeah, just being a great guy in the locker room. I mean, just come to the rink every day with a smile on your face. We're blessed to do what we do for a living. And uh, yeah, just enjoy it while we have it. Are you excited about your living set up in San Jose? Yeah, no, I've been to San Jose a bunch and I'm not, I don't want to take care of a full house. I'd rather have an apartment for now. And the key to me is be close to the practice rink, be close to the main rink and be close to the airport. I suppose it's a little bit more compact in San Jose than it was in Arizona. 
Yeah, no, Arizona was a little different since uh, everyone on the team is just living in Scottsdale, right? And we have to go to Glendale. And we always practiced out there too. We never used our practice facilities. So every day it was a good 40 minutes each way to the rink if there's no traffic. So yeah, that probably got a little exhausting and it'll be nice to be a little closer. Well, we're really excited to have you. And I, I hope this gives our fans a little bit of a chance to get to know you a little bit better. Um, just give us your, your, your general prospects for how you feel about the, about the team and your excitement about it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I feel like, uh, we're in a good spot in our division where I think we can make a good push for the playoffs and hopefully just come flying out of the gate, have a good start. Uh, I'm excited to work with, uh, James Reimer and, uh, get to it, learn from him and practice with him and, uh, yeah, build a good relationship with guys on the team. It'll be, uh. Interesting. I've never been traded before at any level. So going to a new team where you don't really know many guys, uh, it'll be a new experience. It'll be fun. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to get to the Bay Area and test out the new restaurants in town and all that. Kind of learn about the city a bit more than I have just by being there for a couple of days. So yeah, I'm excited, looking forward to it. And uh, I'm a little antsy trying to get it going. Well, we're antsy too, just to get things back to uh, where they should be. That is Sharks getting to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, we know you're going to be a big part of it. I really appreciate the time, Aiden. It really means a lot, and I'm looking forward to working with you quite a bit as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Dan. Appreciate it. Don't worry, Aiden. If you're looking for a restaurant recommendation, we'll get them to you. (laughs) Sounds great. I'll be looking forward to it. Sharks fans are really going to enjoy watching Aiden Hill play between the pipes in a San Jose uniform this season. Thanks a lot for joining us for today's Shark Spotlight. I'm Dan Rusinowski. The Shark Spotlight is a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.